Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Dodgeball for the NES. If it sounds like we recorded in the arena where they're playing dodgeball, well, you're not too far off. We are making a few small upgrades to our equipment, and in our haste, we did not double-check all of our settings, and I hate to say it, but this entire episode is going to have a little bit of an echoey quality to it. So I do apologize uh, so much, and hopefully it's not too distracting to you all, and I hope you still enjoy this week's episode. Super Dodgeball was developed by Technos and published by them in Japan in July of 1988. It was then released by CSG ImageSoft in North America in June of 89. And I found no information about it being released anywhere else. Oh man, I I hope somehow they got it because it's a great game. Agreed. Now this game is based on the 87 arcade game of the same name. I never saw this. No, I did not either. And it is apparently the second of Technos' game to feature Kunio-kun, who we had talked about before in our River City Ransom episode. Right, right, yeah. Now, the very first Kunio-kun game uh, was actually reskinned and came to the United States as Renegade. Oh, yeah, yeah, I played Renegade a little bit, yeah. So you played the first one. Little did you know. (laughs) That's too bad. (laughs) Now, there are some differences, of course, in the Japanese version of this game and the United States version of this game. Yeah, yeah. And they are kind of confusing and a little weird. In Japan, when you start the game, instead of playing as Americans, of course, you're playing as the Japanese. Right, right. And the two starter teams are high school teams in Japan. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens is as you go through the ranks of the world tournament, the American team is actually the Japanese team Yeah, in our version. That, yeah, at the, close to the end then, right? Yes, yeah. and the stats for them are all the same as our Japanese team, but so, the names yeah. are different. Just all switched up. Mm-hmm. And then this game has many, many confusing uh, sequels. Oh, I, I've never played any of the sequels. So. There are many official and unofficial ones. Uh, in Japan, there was ones for the Game Boy mm-hmm. and the Super Famicom. Oh, okay. I mean, these never came here, right? As, no. Okay, okay. Then there was an arcade sequel for the Neo Geo. Oh, weird. Okay. And I think that was ported to the home market as well. All right. But then uh, former Technos employees started their own company and... They made some unofficial sequels for the Game Boy Advance, also known as uh, Super Dodgeball Advance. Okay, I, I thought I remember hearing about that. I just assumed mm-hmm. it was a port. And then Arc Systems bought the rights to the game, and they made <laughs> Super Dodgeball Brawlers for the Nintendo DS. I see. But then other people that had left Technos, they formed Miracle Kids, and they made River City Dodgeball All-Stars for the PC Okay. <laughs> in, in 2007. Man, that's a pretty prolific uh, family tree there. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, no. And that was released as, in the Xbox 360 as Downtown Something Dodgeball, and that was in 2009. And then finally, there was a WiiWare game in 2011 that was a, another sequel. Man, okay, wow. I, I had no idea. So it turns out there are many ways to play sequels <laughs> to this game. I, yeah. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Super Dodgeball? Well, Super Dodgeball is a, I mean, it's its a dodgeball game. It's a side-scrolling, I guess. It's a super one. Yeah, it's hard to, I mean, it very much uh, behaves like kind of a one-screenish brawler, kind of. Like, oh, it, yeah. mo- it moves very much like River City Ransom, say, mm, you know. For better or worse. And uh, you throw do- the dodgeball back and forth trying to eliminate uh, your opponent's team. Well, three of them. Yes. Now, in this game, you are one of many dodgeball players. Mm-hmm. And in versus mode, you can choose your team. But if you're playing one-player mode, you are Team USA. USA. And in this game, you can jump. Yeah. Uh, you get the, uh, I guess, not-so-classic A plus B equals jump mm-hmm. uh, input there. Although this is not that hard to pull off. 
It seems pretty responsive. No, I, yeah, it's it's not that big of a barrier at all. And it's a one-size-fits-all jump. It just takes you way up in the air for as long as you're holding both buttons. Yeah, and it's not like you're, you're not jumping pits and stuff, so Mm-mm. it's not that uh, crucial. Correct. Now, of course, you can move in all directions, but if you double tap forward or backwards, you will run in that direction, mm-hmm. just like in River City Ransom. Yep, yep. And the real meat and potatoes of the game is passing and attacking with that dodgeball. Yeah, yeah. You have, I mean, you have six people per team, mm-hmm. and three of them are in kind of the active play area, and you have your other three who are surrounding your, uh, the enemies. Yeah, it looks like area. you're kind of on a volleyball court. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the volleyball net gone. Mm-hmm. And then you have three members on your team, but you can pass to the three members in your side of the court, but there are the other three members surrounded the opposite team's side of the court. Yeah, and you can uh, you can pass to them. They can throw the ball as well. And you just press A to pass, and you press the direction of the character you want to pass to. When your active player has the ball and you're, like, facing the um, your guys that are in your active area too, you'll see them, like, kind of wave their hands up a little to mm-hmm. let you know which one you're going to pass to. Like, And when you're on the court, if you want to pass it to someone else on the court, you have to be to the right of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. You cannot pass to the right. You have to. You can only pass to the left mm. to your own teammates on the court. Sure, sure. But when you are defending, that A button has another function. That's right. You uh, use it to grab the ball. No, that's used to dodge the ball. Oh no, you're right. My bad. Okay. Which you may not be used to because I almost never did this. No, I didn't either. Yeah. Because there's no point. <laughs> uh, because your other button, the B button, is the one you're going to be using a lot more of. And then when you have the ball, that is the throw. Yes, yes. And then if you do not have the ball, that is the catch. Mm -hmm. And it's all just timing. You're waiting for that ball to come at you. You hit it at the right moment, you will catch the ball. Yeah, yeah, not too too tough to grasp. No, and if you're going to be hitting a button to do something to the ball, you want to catch it instead of dodging it because then you own it. You have possession and you can then throw it back. Yeah, and I don't feel like dodging's easier really. I mean, maybe it is. I never really messed with it, but... It didn't seem necessary. Once you have that ball, we said you can hit the B button and you can throw that ball. But there are different types of throws, and there is throws that can be done from the jumping position as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can either throw it while you are running for a, a harder throw. Right, right. And you can jump up in the air and then tap that button again, and then you will throw it downward, almost like a spike yeah, yeah. in volleyball. Yeah, and uh, you know, your running throws are stronger. I think in jumping, running is the strongest, right? Yes. In general. But the real star of this game are the super moves that you do. Everyone has a a selection of two power shots, a Mm -hmm. a ground one and a jumping one. And we'll go through all those here in just a moment, but I do want to talk about how you do those moves. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's the same for every character. It just seems that the timing is a little weirder on some of them. Yeah, some are, are harder than others. Now, while running, what you want to do is hold down the throw button instead of just tapping it. Right, right. And when you do so, you will use your super shot. Yeah, the ball will usually glow or do something weird. And... Now, apparently that's one of the changes that was made in the United States version as well, is it made it easier to do the super shot. Okay. Because in Japan, it's supposed to be that you can only do it on the seventh step oh, oh, wow. Okay. of your run. And I think in America, it's after the seven, seven and on. Okay, yeah. And that comes into play in one of the levels very particularly. Right, right. Uh, which we'll get to. But... For most of the players, it's very easy to do that super shot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then if you want to do it in the air, your air super shot, you just hold down your button while you're jumping as well. Yeah, yeah. Just commit to that B button, man. When you are playing the game, you get to choose the arrangement of your players. Yeah, you can basically choose which three you want to be able to play with and the other guys that will be in the other surrounding the opponent's team. And the reason you do have options is not just because they have that power shot that's different, but everyone has different stats. Yeah, yeah. And there are seven stats in the game. Mm-hmm. And those are energy. Yeah, this is your, your life meter. You know, each player, well, the three active players will have a life meter at the top. Mm-hmm. And when you get hit with that dodgeball, you do lose life. And when your life meter is gone, you do leave, well, you die, actually. Yeah, a ghost leaves your body, so and there's no doubt. You leave the match. There is throw power. Yeah, and this is uh, obviously how much damage you do when you throw you mm-hmm. know, your ball, uh, when you hit an opponent. And, you know, you'll see little, like, numbers of how much damage you did. Yeah. Like, hit point damage, kind of, you know, that flashes whenever you hit someone, or vice versa. Yes. And, of course, you want to have your toughest player that throws the hardest, usually on your court. Right, right. <laughs> uh, we have throw technique. Yeah, this is more... 
I don't know. Um, it's a hard one to kind of witness because it's. I, I think you have a more uh, a wider window to for your catching. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they say more accurate throws, but or passes. But I've never had a problem with passing accuracy. Yeah, I I read that it it gave you uh, difficult throws were easier to do mm. for these kind of characters as well. So I didn't know if that meant you had a, a bigger sweet spot for your power move as well. Oh, but you know, it's one of those things that it's hard to really tell when you're playing. Yeah, I also read, I think, that they were like, if you catch a ball that was thrown to you and you have a high throw technique, you you can throw it at the opponent quicker than you would be able to normally. Like, there's a mm. stun time, maybe? Or, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly. I didn't witness a lot of, of this particular ability affecting the game. Well, another stat that I really didn't see a lot of effect from either was the ball break skill. Yeah, this lets you slide your... I mean, when you throw the ball, you can alter its path a little, and the higher your ball break, the more you can do that. I didn't really notice any level of uh, ball steering once it's left my my arms. I, that, that was uh, intentional. I only did on purpose to check it out. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it wasn't really a part of my gameplay strategy, so right. to speak. But, I mean, I can see where it would be advantageous for maybe a more advanced level of play if you're going on you know with other humans that know you you know i could see that now much more important in my book is the agility stat oh yeah this uh somewhat obviously is your kind of your speed your Mm -hmm. movement uh is much quicker when you have a higher agility and it's also your recovery speed which is also very important oh yeah yeah. because sometimes when you're when you've lost a lot of health and you are hit you will get knocked down or you will be in kind of a daze yeah next up we have the catch technique stat yeah, okay, this is the one I was kind of thinking of earlier, actually. And from, according to my research, <laughs> um, it affects the range and duration of your catch. Okay. So, I mean, I can see that as being a useful one, but I don't know. I didn't have too much of a problem catching balls. And then finally, we have damage capacity. And it's not what it sounds like. This is not the amount of damage you're right. capable of dishing out. You, you would think, um, but really it's more of like your endurance to where the higher your damage capacity is, the lower amount of damage you'll take from... Uh, getting hit it's kind of like a shield it rounds off a little bit of whatever the natural damage would be to sure you. yeah yeah and then <clears> um <throat> these stats are all ranked from i mean i'm assuming one to 16 but i think the lowest you'll see is like a three anywhere mm-hmm. so you, i mean it's a uh, it's pretty cool you can check out your teams yeah and then in each team they usually have f- six basic archetypes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have them lettered uh there is type a the power player Mm-hmm. And those are usually the captain of the team. Right, right. They're usually the ones that have their own unique face. Okay, yeah. You know, that's that's the easiest way to tell who's who in that world. Yeah, there's, I mean, there, and you have your standard builds mm-hmm. of various guys. And that type A player usually has the greatest amount of power and the highest health. Right, right. Uh, then we have the type B, the endurance player. And, of course, they have the uh, greatest amount of endurance, and their damage capacity stat is usually the highest of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, type C is the catching type. I think we can all figure that one out. Yeah. Uh, type D is agility. Again, the quickest member of the team. Uh, type E is finesse. And again, that's the one that has a better uh, job of controlling the ball. Like ball break? Yeah. Didn't see much reason to go with that guy at all. <laughs> and then type F is throwing. And uh, there are some throws that only type F players can pull off. Oh. So they are capable of those nice shot throws where you get like it's almost like a critical hit. If you ever got like, if you ever saw that you did more damage than you did before, oh, okay. but you don't know why with the same exact move. Fair enough. That's because you got a nice job. Nice job. Okay. Well, what do you mean about this nice job stuff? Because if I've seen it, I, I didn't realize it. Uh, well, nice shots do twice as much damage as a regular shot. They're executed by using a normal throw, not a power move, but it has to be done in just the right way. It's a very like a uh, specifically timed throw. I only did it on accident. Right, right, okay. Uh, to perform a jumping nice shot, the ball has to be thrown at the very apex of your jump. Okay. A dashing one, the ball has to be thrown at the ninth step of the run animation. Crazy, all right. So you and just got to get the timing just a right. A jumping dash nice shot, uh, you have to beat the ninth step of the dash and then th- jump and get the apex. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's all about just a really extreme timing. It's not something I ever tried for. Okay. Uh, but when I was cycling through all the different characters, see what, you know, I was trying like technique guys, whatever, I thought maybe you get right. power shots easier. Not the oh, case. Oh, yeah. But I did every once in a while pull one of these off just on total accident. Sweet. Okay. 
But really, the shot everyone wants to talk about is the power shot. Yes, yes. These are your uh, your bread and butter, kind of. Mm-hmm. So in the Famicom version, you have to be on the seventh step of your animation to throw a power shot. Okay. In America, just hold that, jam that button down and, <laughs> and pray, and I bet you it'll go off. Yeah, it's uh, especially the ground ones are mm-hmm. pretty easy to consistently do. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's start with the blaster. Yeah, this is... Uh... A big one, uh, one of the more uh, commonly used ones, I think, uh, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much my end of the game strategy. Yeah, well, it's, uh, I mean, it's uh, the ball just goes super fast. It kind of warps and bends into a oblong shape, and uh, it just as fast, as strong, does a lot of damage. Uh, the real important things is that it goes through more than one player, though. Yes, yeah. So it can go through all three opponents. And then the icing on the cake is that... It always goes off the field, and one of your players can then catch it. Yep. So you remain in possession of the ball. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And it's one that you can manipulate if you have good ball breaks. So you mm-hmm. can even aim it if you're into that. Yeah, I just found that I would just aim it by moving my guy to the, the spot I wanted yeah. it to be in pretty much. I didn't really run into it, but I could see, like, it's something I started to kind of pay attention to where I'm like, if you're playing another person and you guys were both, like, good to where you're trying to fake off and hit guys... Mm-hmm. You know, because it'll target whoever the it's, active player is right. kind of by default. So if you're aiming at someone else, so they, you know, if you know they could just catch it anyways. But catch it or not, there are uh, many other power throws, such as the uppercuts. That's my second favorite. Yeah, this is a good one, man. Um, the ball moves forward and then kind of swoops up mm-hmm. in an uppercutish fashion. And it knocks a dude way into the air, usually yeah. out of bounds. Pretty strong, too. And again, the ball lands in your character's hands on the far yeah. side, so you remain in possession of the ball usually. Yeah, it's a, it's an important strategy because you can keep the momentum on your side. Oh, it's a, the most important strategy for the last two or three matches <laughs> in single player for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the wave. Yeah, this one just uh, it makes a wavish pattern, kind of a sine wave. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a little harder to catch for a human. I don't know. I didn't find it very effective against the computer. No, they seem to catch this one a lot. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Unless you get lucky and it like smacks him in the side, it, it doesn't it... do a ton of damage either. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't favor this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the stinger. This is another strong one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very strong. The w- ball warps and then kind of goes r- back and forth in a weird like. You know what I mean? I don't know how to describe its animation. It looks almost like an X where it's you know. Yeah, this one's a little bit slower and it is very strong if it does hit them. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean yeah, it's not fast like the blaster, but mm-hmm. it's a uh, yeah. It'll it'll. I think it might actually be stronger than the blaster, but I'm not sure. Hmm. They're both up there. Now, what's not up there is the tsunami. Yeah, what's the difference between this and the wave? I didn't really see uh, much. The wave is more of a left and right movement, where the tsunami is more of a up and down movement. I guess. Okay. Barely. Slightly different, like different wave amplitude. Pattern. Okay. <laughs> they seem to be about as strong as each other, and then it seems to be just as easy to catch. For the mm-hmm. opponent. Now, I did see online that apparently this is uh, one that you can't dodge by ducking or dodging. Oh, okay. Very easily. So, fair enough. There's that. Uh, and then we have the warp. Yeah, this is a weird one. Uh, it's basically it teleports a little and then it hits the guy like it's like it disappears halfway through. Whoever had this on the American team, I think, had some awful stats because I don't remember ever using this. I, once. I can see it being tough to catch if you're playing a human, mm-hmm. but you know, it, it's it's not that great. The one I do really like uh, for playing against humans is the breaker. Yeah, yeah. This one will, the ball will go out and kind of stop and hover for a second and then change direction and hit someone. It's uh, reasonably strong and it's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it can turn as much as 90 degrees mm-hmm. and go for them. And I- if you don't tell your son that that's what it does, it's really confusing <laughs> to him and it goes right for him. Oh, man. I This is one, too, where it's like, it's harder. I think it's much harder to catch a ball that's coming at you from above or below, Mm -hmm. you know, since your guys are only facing left and right. So I I use it to try to trick people, hit them from those angles. All right. Now, one the computer likes to use a lot to try to trick you, and at first it was very successful for me, uh, was the boomerang. Yeah, this one uh, shoots kind of up, shoots up in the air uh, behind them kind of and reverses direction and comes back down and can hit you in the back. But uh, if you realize, like I did about halfway through the game, that, it almost always comes right back to the middle of the screen or where you were when it was thrown. Right. You just got to keep moving. You don't have to keep moving. You can just move down like one hedge sure, length or sure. two and stand still and it will never hit you. Yeah. it's uh, This is one of the stronger ones, though, from uh, 
what I was able to gather. Well, so. it's so strong that it knocks you off the screen and you fly yeah, back yeah. in from the other side. There are a few ones that'll trigger that like around the world thing, which is always a, a treat, I think. It is quite humorous. Uh, and then finally, the last ground-based power shot is the ring. Yeah, what's what's this bad boy? Well, uh, it's only available for Paul of the Team Pro All-Stars, and I guess that's in two-player versus mode. Okay. Uh, so I've never used it, but the only way to use it is to run exactly one step and shoot, and then the ball uh, travels in a circular fashion while moving forward, and it goes through multiple opponents. Huh. Although it is the weakest shot. Okay, I this is one that's news to me because I hadn't really seen it. I never saw it either. Huh, awesome. Now we'll get into the aerial power shots, and I'm not going to lie, I really didn't use them very much. There's only one stage I did, and that was out of pure necessity. Okay, okay. There, there's a few I used, but in general I stuck with the, the ground ones. Okay, how about the compressor? That's the first one. Now, this is one I like, but I didn't really have, uh, in my squad I didn't have someone with it most of the time but mm -hmm. it uh, the ball kind of shrinks down to a baseball size and then we'll hit the opponent uh, it's pretty strong though well when it hits them it expands again yeah yeah and that's what's knocking them and it gives that that's another around the world effect yeah it's like a uh, ant-man or something yes then we have the accelerator yeah this is a neat one because it, it just keeps accelerating like you'll throw it and it'll it'll come down to the ground at a sharp angle and curve so it's a strategy i didn't really mess around with much but i tried because i read it online where if you have somebody who uses it, you run backwards okay, to the edge of your playing area and then turn around, jump, and shoot it so it has extra time. So the longer it's up. out, the more it speeds up. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. So that, that's pretty cool. Now, the spear is one of the ones I did use the most. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, and that is just almost like the... The blaster? The blaster, but from the air. Yeah, and... Um, it's a really rewarding one to smack people with, I think. It, re it really looks cool. And it does a lot of damage as well. Uh, then we have the Psycho. Yeah, this one, it looks cool because the ball splits like into three little ones and mm -hmm. then reconverges. But it's not fooling a single computer opponent, I'll tell you that much. No, and it's, it's really not that strong. So No. Yeah. Now, how about the Lightning? I actually use this one pretty frequently. Um, it's um, You jump and throw, the ball shoots out the top of the screen, mm -hmm. and then we'll just home in on the computer come I, down on them i used that one a bit i found at the very later stages though they caught it like every mm -hmm. time yeah yeah uh then we have the sidewinder yeah this is uh kind of like the wave i guess or tsunami it's just an aerial zigzag yeah and then we have the pulse and that's another one that the ball gets a little bigger and smaller as it yeah. goes towards them i think it's weaker than the compressor so yeah yeah and then finally we have the slug yeah this is I think the strongest or one of the strongest ones in the it game. It is the strongest in the game. It just moves super slow, mm -hmm. and if you don't catch it, you are knocked around the world and take a ton of damage. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. It's one of my favorites because if you can get it just right to where it targets someone who's not the main player, and you're just sitting there watching this slow ball like come closer to one of your teammates, you're like screaming and you can't get them to move, and then they get blasted. It's hilarious. I, I love it. Now, some of you may be asking us to talk about the teams here, but we're not. We're going to save them for the level by level. And uh, I think the only thing we need to talk about in the rest of this portion is how the lives and continues work. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Which there are none. Yeah. Um, Neither of either. Well, this game has another mode of play called Beanball mm -hmm. you can also do, which is just like a free-for-all. Yeah, did you play that? Um, A little bit. but It's it, hard. It, yeah. Uh, it's It uh, takes forever. Yeah, you just have like six people. It's all Team USA, right? Yep. They so if you around. don't pick Sam or Steve. But one thing that was cool is that, uh, on the I guess on the Famicom version, there was a four-player version of that. If you had an adapter, you could play Beanball four-player. Oh, that's pretty cool. Actually, I did read that because it was released in Japan. Uh, they had multi-tap adapters from different companies before Nintendo released their official oh, one. Oh, okay. That's why. Ah, special peripheral. And uh, the beanball is interesting, but it is really, really annoying. And the fact, the best way to play that game is to just uh, run away. Yeah. And let them all beat each other up. Well, I, I don't think, if you could throw the ball vertically or, you know what I mean? It, mm -hmm. It's like, it's a, you're, you're playing beanball, but you can only throw left and right. So you have this weird crowd mechanic kind of, you know? And when you win, your guy jumps up and down and it's like, congratulations. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, it's it's just there for whatever. It's little, all right, A little I guess. lackluster. Agreed. Agreed. Now, there are three difficulties to the main game. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, there is normal, there's easy, normal, and hard. Mm-hmm. And like we said, no continues. 
And then there is also a two-player versus mode, and that is where each player, human player, picks one of the many teams from around the world and then can rearrange that roster however they'd like. Yeah, that's uh, that's the meat of the game, I think. Yeah, definitely. Really. <laughs> well, Nick, this is uh, you know, not the biggest of publishers. Right, right. I'm guessing it's not the most detailed of instruction manuals, at least graphics-wise. I'm hoping it is instruction-wise, though, because there's some <laughs> stuff you need to know about this game. Um, yeah, well, this is a, a pretty good uh, manual, actually. Um, it's clocking in at 22 pages. It uh, seems pretty standard. It's Yeah, it's black and white, but there's no artwork, but you do get some screenshots in there but, okay. to show what's up. Um, the big thing is that you know it does a good job of going through your modes, controls, and stuff. And it goes through all of the power shots nicely. Okay. But most importantly is that it shows you all the teams and it gives you the stat block for all of the members of all the teams. Oh, that is really cool, especially if you want to play two players. Yeah, and this was one that I was really... I know I, I played this game as a youth, but I do not remember this manual because I would have been in love with those stats. Like, I would have been all about it, but and it came as a surprise to me. So. Mm. And uh, looking at one of those stat blocks, I noticed the full names for the Team USA. Like, they're they're pretty generic, but there's one, Mike Knopfler. And I'm like, that's a weird name. Is that a reference to Dire Straits' Mark Knopfler? That very well could it be. It seems like it has to be. Any cartridge commandos out there know it? Let us know. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you get your power shots and stats. That's about all you would really want from this game, I guess. So it does a, a good job of it. All right. Well, Nick, you alluded at it a little bit before, but what was your personal history with this game? Uh, well, I played this game uh, pretty frequently. A friend of mine who lived across the street owned it, so we played it a lot uh, growing up. Cool. I never did. Okay. Uh, I just thought it was a sports game and was like, no thanks. I, I would have been the same way if it wasn't. Uh, once I moved uh, to the area that you and Bill and all lived in, I had heard you guys talk about it. And okay. Then because yeah. of that, I had seeked it out at some point uh, when the emulator craze first started happening. Right, right, right. And then I realized, oh, this is River City Ransom, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but sports. So I was totally in. Yeah, yeah. Then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, well, I didn't get to play it any two-player, but I was able to beat it on the normal mode, and I almost beat it on the difficult mode. I got to the USSR. Nice. I started on easy mode because I was, you know, checking yeah. things out. Yeah, I want to make sure good. I had to play control and the feel down. And I just burned through that. I was like, oh, right, right. I really do need to try normal. Uh, I went through normal and I beat it as well. It got harder towards the end, but it was never like brutal. Right, right. Um, and then I did not play the hard version. I was like, nuts to that. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd check it out for... Mm -hmm. You know. Well, it doesn't take long to beat this game. That's you know, right, right. That's why. And then I did play, uh, I'd say, um, a half an hour to an hour of versus mode. Uh, okay, with cool, my cool. son as we went through different you know teams, and I eventually slowly started explaining how to really play the game so instead of just destroying <laughs> him over and over again. <laughs> so how are you doing those moves? I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just lucky, I guess. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed playing through it, uh, and I think I would like to maybe. You know, see if I can't hard mode this thing. Right on. I mean, the game takes a solid 25 minutes to if beat, that, so yeah. <laughs> you're really not you know, putting in a ton of time. And if you lose, you're dead. It's over. you got to start over, so you're not going to be beating your head against the same wall for any length of time. Right, right, right. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. Yes, we are. And I would just like to begin by saying that this game is not nearly as racist as it could have been <laughs> for being released uh, when it was. That's very true, man. Uh, uh, you know, dealing with an international cast of characters, and each of them being somewhat of a stereotype, I think they really did uh, the best they could have done it with their time. That's a little more classy than uh, Punch-Out, say. Definitely, definitely. And uh, I really do like the way they represent most of the world. Uh, in, yeah. a, in a game that doesn't have a lot of graphics going on, they right, do a right. really good job of making those backgrounds pop and make you feel like you are in a different place. Yeah, I mean, for a game that's really not that graphically driven, you know, no, the no. backgrounds are pretty cool. Now, on the opposite side of that, the sprites, while great and very River City Ransom-ish, there's only about 10 yeah. total. Yeah, you're just getting different uh, color swaps. and Yeah. And we should say, too, graphically, that you are 
probably going to experience Flickr City here. Uh, that was my my <laughs> other note was that you're only going to see these graphics about half the time. Yeah, you're all. <laughs> I mean, it gets so flickery that there are times where you can't see the ball or your person. Right. And then a lot of times characters will double up, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. it's like, is someone flickering and disappeared? Or yeah, are they or, doubled up? Yeah. I just don't know. It's true, it's true. Now, those are some of the gripes, but uh, what I do really like is that, you know, this game does feel like you're playing a sport. I mean, there is an Mm -hmm. ebb and flow to things, and there is a ramp up of the, you know, during the match. Right, People get better, stronger, tired, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have that strategy, too, where you can be like, I'm focusing on one guy, we got to take him out first. or The captain of the team is usually how it would go for me. Yeah, and um, they do a good job of certain teams have these different kind of like, I mean, I hesitate to use the word AI, but preferences or mm-hmm. strategies that they fall back on. And so, you you know, you get your different techniques for different guys. Yeah, definitely. It does make the teams feel different, you know, in a sense from just being different color swaps. Right, right. And one thing I will say that I noticed, too, about, um, you know, with the difficulty, you know, playing on the difficult mode was that... You know, on normal, for most of the game, you can get away with just slugging power shots back and forth, catching, you know. Mm-hmm. But th- that's when you, they're going to catch most of them. You have to, you know, put a little something on it. Like, it was getting a little, a lot more tough, you know. Kind of like the very end of the normal mode. Gotcha. If, if you follow. I do. Now, music-wise, I thought this game has some great music. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, fun, upbeat music that, uh, you know, keeps keeps the blood pumping. It does. And, you know, matches aren't going to be crazy long, so you're not stuck listening to the same song for any horrible length of time. Tis true. Now, the sound effects are literally almost identical to what you'll find in the other Kunio-kun games. Yeah, you you getting hit by this ball sounds the same as getting whacked with a lead pipe or a Mm -hmm. box or a tire. Falling down, all (laughs) of it. It's it's all the same noises, but I find that very comforting. I like those noises a lot, so I'm not going to ding it on that one. Right, right. Now, one thing I thought was weird was the way they handled the very beginning of the game, though. Uh, you know, when they translate it from Japan, where they're, you know, saying that it started in the high schools and then move on. In America, right. though, it's just confusing because you're, like, just playing some city teams. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, you have the Team USA and the Pro All-Stars. It's yeah. like, you, who represents USA on the world stage? It's, and that's the way they kind of set it up in the, in the manual. Okay, okay, that, that makes more sense then. But I do say uh, the rooftop New York City scene is is that is awesome, and that's like one of my favorite yeah. backgrounds of all time. It's a pretty extreme place to play dodgeball. Well, yeah, and I mean, they moved a building within like 100 feet of the Statue of Liberty's head, so <laughs> that alone they get kudos for. Oh, yeah. Right, Commandos. Now, this is the part of the show where we take a game level by level, but there really aren't levels, per se, in this game. Tis true. There are different places around the world that you go to compete, and each of those places has a team that you compete against, and we're going to go team by team through this game. All right. You know, starting with Team USA. Yeah, yeah. And these are your guys. Team USA is pretty well-rounded, you Mm -hmm. know. It's uh, one of those things where every member has, like, one high stat. Yeah. So they all have, you know, you've got a guy who's good at just about everything. What was your starting lineup? Well, um, or I, and did it change at all? Uh, no. Well, I went with uh, my my favorites from my youth uh, when I was playing through, and I used uh, Sam, Steve, and Bill. All right, and that is the exact same group I used. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oddly enough. Well, I mean, I mean, you got to have Sam. Yeah, Sam's He's team captain and just points galore. He's got your throwing power and the blaster. And And way more health than anyone else. Yeah, yeah. And that blaster is phenomenal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I went with Steve because he's got that upper, the uppercut. And that, same here. again, wonderful, wonderful move. Uh, Bill, he has the agility. I like that a lot. And the breaker. I thought that was a good move. Yeah, and he's got the lightning throw, which uh, I kind of like. It's it's not really that great, especially on the the hard difficulty, but Mm. you can get some guys with it. So, yeah. And then the first place you travel to is New York to fight the Pro All-Stars. That's right. the Another American team, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Tom, Fred, Ben, Paul, and David. Hot dog. Okay. With fine names like that, you know where you are. Yeah. And they are, I mean, similar to you. 
I I don't know. This is an easy easy team to get through. Yeah, there. This is a team where I could see him versus someone preferring over the U.S. because they're a little less well rounded. Uh, in general, they all have better ball break kind of stats. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, no one has the health that big old Steve does. No, that's true. Um, their big guy. I think Jack is their power mm-hmm. guy. And... He only has thirty six. Uh, big Steve forty forty in the energy department. Right. Right. So, yeah, again, these guys, nothing too exciting, but their court is awesome. It's on top of a building in New York City. Yeah. Uh, then you move to England. That's right. Um, and here you can see, what is it? You can see Big Ben in the background or Buckingham Palace or something? I No, you see the London Bridge. Oh, no. Okay. I'm sorry if I've offended any. Actually, and Big Ben. British people. Okay. Okay. So Big Ben's in there. We're good. And I really enjoy the fact that they, they tried to make these uh, characters more pasty than the American They ones. do have the, yeah, you have the lighter skin tone. You have a lighter skin tone, and instead of a black outline, it's like a gray outline. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's really hilarious. Yeah, these, uh, this is a team that, this is one of those teams that you read about where you're like, oh, they have a high throwing tech technique and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's like, who cares? Uh, and their their captain does have 48 hit points, so that's that's a big one. That's true, but they almost all have a low damage capacity, so they take a lot of damage. Like, gotcha. They're an easy team to... But you have that dude James. He's got he's their power player, mm-hmm. and, and one dude Scott has the super slow, the slug ball. So yes. you might see that. But these guys are pushovers. I agree. Uh, then you move on to India, and well, it's going to be your first little bit of a trial, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, India is of course playing right across from the Taj Mahal, as as you might imagine. And their team again, fairly well rounded. And you may be surprised when you start because no one has a very high health. Right, right. Their team captain is like, me 20. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, it's a trick, though. It is, because they do have a character on their team named Swami. You know, I didn't name... I'm not going to go through all the names of all these characters. Right, right. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, and Swami, I mean, also because when we get into the foreign names, I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah. Or you, yeah. if that's your name, in, you know, from a different, different land. Yeah, are you a Helgi? I don't know. But Swami has, like, a superpower. Well, he's got the highest... Uh, endurance like his damage capacity is like the highest in the game man yeah like i didn't even know or think about this and the first time i was fighting him i was like what is going on right you'll hit him and you're not taking off any damage no it's like no matter how much you only do like two points like even with a super uh power shot or anything yeah so i mean you'll you'll wipe the team out and then this guy's just standing around yeah for quite a while the team in general has a pretty high you know they're not all as tough as swami but they have high like agility too so i don't know they, they can move stuff around you know mm-hmm. move the ball that is and then if you defeat them you will move to iceland and iceland uh much like england uses the giant brute forehead right sprite. right get one of those fellas and uh well and in a bobo head oh yeah and a bobo head starts peeking out there uh now their background uh their court is just um hanging out with some penguins yeah there's some huge penguins giant penguins but the real key factor is that this court is made of ice so you will slide around but not horribly no it's it's not nearly as bad as you might think like Mm-mm. i i didn't really even notice it being a I problem mean, unless i was like i right on the edge yeah. trying to do stuff yeah because here's something we didn't mention which is important well yeah and that is if you have the ball and you go over the lines right, right. you drop the ball you're out of bounds yeah and then the other team will pick it up. So uh, as long as you, you know, if you're running and you throw the ball right before you get to the line. You can go over the yeah, line. You'll slide over it to no real penalty. So as long as you're quick on your trigger fingers, you'll be all right. And if the ball is close to the line on their side, you can still reach and grab it mm-hmm. at a certain distance. Yeah, yeah. So snatch it up. Uh, now, I, this is the first team that has a really strong or really high hit point player. Yeah, is that Helgi? Yeah. Yeah, this, well, this... This whole team in general is almost the opposite of India in that they have huge life bars compared to what you've seen so far. Mm-hmm. But Helgi's, I think, is the biggest. 64. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, uh, their lowest is 44. That's higher than your highest. Yeah, yeah. And and I think Nils is a good one because his energy and damage ca- capacity are both pretty high to where, you know, usually it's one or the other. But yeah. if you have both, it's, it's pretty solid, hard to kill. But again, I I didn't have as much trouble with this team as I did with Team India. Not that I had a ton of trouble with Team India, it just took a while. I agree, yeah. Uh, you defeat them, and then you move on to China. China, yes. This was uh, always one of my favorite teams in Versus as a child. Uh, China is, uh, you know, their stage is indoors. 
in front of a giant picture of, I'm guessing, Chairman Mao. Right, right. It's an odd picture, though. Yeah. Because he has yeah. some really, really long cheeks. Well, I, I don't know, man. He's a droopy day, I guess. My guess. And this team is eh, pretty average. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of an average. Like They have like a high agility, and they're throwing and catch. I don't know. It's one that I remembered liking. And then when I started looking into it, I was like, eh, I don't know if these would be my go-tos anymore. No, I didn't really have any trouble with this this team that I can remember. No, yeah, they're just kind of a, I don't know, I'd say they're comparable to USA kind of. In yeah, their... more of an all-around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have what I consider possibly the hardest team to defeat in the game. They they can be tough. And oh. that is Team Kenya. Yeah, this, this team has a, a, a sand court, so it makes it a little trickier when you're running and stuff because you move way slower and i could never figure out how to do a power move on the ground in this this court i could get them about 50 50 but i could do it sometimes but i could never figure out what i was doing that made that happen versus the times it was not happening i i just found that it's like you have to once you start running you know your guy will be like running almost in place Mm -hmm. you know plugging away there it's like one if you can imagine one like sprites worth of distance that was around when i would try to hit the ball to or the button to throw very short distance and it would work sometimes now i found that the jumping throw was much easier to do the jumping oh. power shot okay so this is where i was like using almost all my jumping power shots i see yeah that makes sense um this team has a very high agility which helps them with their running on the, mm-hmm. the sand obviously and really high like damage uh, capacity as right. well as their throwing power so like looking at their stats i was like this is my new favorite team yeah they're awesome because especially if you took them off this court and put them on like a normal yeah, court yeah. they'd be zooming everywhere we got and i think the dude taha is uh he's got like the second highest damage compa- he's not as tough as swami but he's right up there so it's 14 it's, you know you get some good stats man and their top uh energy is their captain and 44 so just like steve nice next up we have team japan and Team Japan, you are playing uh, in a field surrounded by cherry blossoms. That's right, yeah. With uh, Grand Mount Fuji behind you. as, Which is a glorious view, indeed. Indeed. And, I don't know, to me this was like a, a nice little rest after the, the never-ending slog of... Yeah, this is a team with good stats, but, like, they're very predictable because, you know, you have Fuji, who's their, you know, he has a 16 throw power, so he's a real strong thrower, but... Mm-hmm. They always, you know, as soon as they get the ball, throw it to him, give it to you. So you just have to catch it. And you t- once you take him out, the game is over. Or yeah, exactly. The match is over. And if you've been, uh, you know, honing your skills against the previous team, you are now <laughs> razor sharp and can destroy these guys no problem. Right, right. And when you do, oh, man, now we're into the final part of the game. You're going up against team USSR. That's right. The most evil people, evil country ever. It was. Uh, no, we, we we jest. But, you know, in almost all media, you know, before the fall of the Soviet Union, you know, they were the bad guys. Yeah. And they are the bad guys in this game because, man, they have the stats. These guys are very uh, op- overpowered. <laughs> Everyone, uh, the lowest hit points is 56, which is the entire team except for the captain. They have tons of, like, they were very strong, high power, high endurance, high life. They, they got it all, man. And actually, uh, one of them has the same damage capacity as the as Swami. Oh yeah, okay. So I, I mean, I believe it, man. When we would always play versus as kids, we would kind of we weren't allowed to pick USSR. I can see why. I mean, kind of cheating. <laughs> if you played it like I did, I mean, I, I wiped everyone off the map, and then Boris is still just roaming around for like another two he's minutes. Like a big beast, man. <laughs> yeah, and he's really good at catching too. Uh, yeah. You really don't want to do, if you can, you need to use your super fast moves on him because otherwise he's going to catch it, toss it to the other guy and, you know. Right, and, and this right. team does a lot of super moves as well. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they can dish it out and take it, man. Uh, this is the hardest part. You know, this is where the difficulty really ramps up. Right. And this is your, quote, final battle. You'll see, yeah, like you said about the catching like and stuff, um, this was where I found myself using tricks, and then later in the more difficult game where you're just throwing the ball to your offsides guys to mm-hmm. just bean someone real quick just to get a few extra points of damage while they're stunned because they, they'll start catching, like, even your power shots. It's, it's tough. But, you know, you can beat them. And you can beat any of these teams with only one guy left, and you'll still continue on. That's true, yeah. But in this match, there is a different stipulation. If you can complete it without losing a single member of your team, 
you get one more final match. You, I didn't know that. I didn't think about it because I only got this far on the medium one where I had everyone anyways. I ah. didn't think about it. So if you only have one or two guys. Then that's the end of the game. You huh. defeat them, but the game is over. Cool. Now, if you do manage to keep all three guys, lightning strikes the field. Yeah. And in classic video game fashion, <laughs> the shadow team appears. Yes. The dark version of you, Team USA. Yeah, they're all like black and white looking. It's uh, cool. Yeah. And lightning is going on the whole time. Yeah, it's very dramatic. Like, Which we forgot to mention that during the USSR match, you are playing. It looks like you're in the square. Yeah, red square. Red man. square. The Kremlin or whatever right there. And the match versus the shadow people is in the same place. It's just that there's like a storm happening now. Yeah, with yeah. Lightning and rain. It's really cool. It's, it is. And really intense because... They pretty much only use super moves. Yeah, this is, you know, you're, you're up against the, the best of the best, man. Mm-hmm. But honestly, um, at least on normal, that you know, you just got to keep fighting the good fight, and you'll wear them down eventually. You will. And if you defeat them, well, your team huddles together, takes the captain, and awkwardly throws him into the air <laughs> yeah. a few times. And then someone takes a snapshot of you in the air. And that's it. The end. Well, now we are in the review portion of our show, and of course we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System with four categories, each category having a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 2.5. Same here, man. I mean, the graphics are simple. There's nothing really a lot to them, but they are charming. Yeah, they have, they have a good uh, style to them, and uh, I mean, my only real gripe is, I mean, there's a slight lack of variety, but again, this is a, a sports-ish game. I'm not coming here for high-fidelity graphics, but... Agreed. It's the flicker. That's the worst Agreed. thing. Agreed. That is... That is it's, it's very distracting, and it can get so bad at times that you really don't know what's going on. Well, that part, part of my play strategy was avoiding it by keeping my guys spread out, mm. moving around, kind of, where I was like, just so I can see, you know, what's really going on. I can agree. Uh, now, the music, though, is really good. I liked mm -hmm. it a lot. Uh, hearing it separate from the game, it turns out it's really even better than I, I thought before. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the uh, Kunio Kun games. At least in my experience, all have a similar thread with their games, where they're 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 very like upbeat, poppy, good. You know, yeah. it's it's great, uh, happy background music. And then for play control, Nick, I also gave this game a two point five. <laughs> Me too. I said it's better than you'd expect, but not as good as I want. Yeah, it's, I mean. You're coming in with a kind of a preset uh, input, you know what I mean, from River City Ransom or something. So that makes it pretty easy to adapt to. Even if though this if you're predates familiar. River City Ransom. Oh, really? Well, yeah, it was the oh. second Kunio-kun game, remember? Right, right. Oh, no, I, I just didn't encounter them in that order, so I never thought about it. Mm -hmm. But either way, I mean, it's that there's this uh, core of controls that you will see in many other games. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's good in that way. It's just for me a little too slow. You know, all the all of your movement just feels cumbersome. Yeah. And in a sports game, I want to be able to be a little more nimble. I want to be able to move around that court with a little more agency and speed. And it would be nice if you could like hit select to switch your active player or more. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That, there that there would my, be a much yeah. better way of switching between players and uh, maybe a better visual cue of which one you're passing to as well. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Next up is Challenge Factor. And then what did you rank it for Challenge Factor? I gave it a 2.5. I went a little bit lower and gave it a 2.0. It might be, I mean, I guess on normal mode, I would say that. I mm -hmm. mean, I feel like there is something there, like a higher level of game that I'm not quite at for right. playing on the, the difficult mode. Well, truly. for me, it just didn't feel that hard on normal. And then the fact that you have an easy mode mm -hmm. and, you know, a, a way to practice in the two-player versus, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it is definitely not a super tough game. So. No, and if you want to see the end and you want to practice, just play normal. Mm -hmm. Burn right through this, and then you'll be ready to take it on in the... Uh, I'm sorry, play it on easy, and then you'll be ready to take it on in normal mode. Yes. And finally, we have theme and fun. Um, I gave this a 4.0. So did I. Oh, hot dog. You know, I think that it has pretty good one player. It's fun. It's uh, definitely a sports game that has a little bit more going on than your average, you know, by the book, uh, mm -hmm. play it straight game. Sure. But in two player, this game just really shines. 
Yeah, it's such a fun game to just, you know, it's very easy as a pick up and play, screwing around for five or ten minutes, or, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's a great uh, short-term fun game, I think. And there's enough variety in the people you can play as, uh, with all the different super moves and that kind of thing, that you really can explore, you know, how you want to play this game and what's best for you. Yeah, definitely, man. And to me, that's just, those are always the best. A game where you can find out which is the best way for you to play it. So finally, I'll ask, should you play this game? I think you should. I agree. Uh, play it one player, play it two player. Either way, I think you're going to have a blast. Yeah, it's, it's a very undemanding game, so I, I think everyone should check it out. It, it's got a lot of uh, fun to offer. It's a breezy, light, fun game. Yeah, if you're into sports, check it out. If you're not into sports ball, I think you still like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, and I think this game is, you know, one of the top games oh. on the Nintendo, yeah, yeah. I'd say. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, because you need some games that are two-player and just fun head-to-head action. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there aren't really that many versus games on the NES. It's true. What do you have? This, uh, Spy vs. Spy. Uh, um, ice hockey, right? Tetris, mm-hmm. the Tengen version. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you find a copy of this or you see it on anything or you see any of those remakes, hey, go ahead and check it out. Next week's game will be Thunder Force 3 for the Sega Genesis. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's anything we forgot or you want to let us know who your favorite team or player is on Super Dodgeball, you can do so at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll chat you up about it. Of course, we are on Facebook as Cartridge Command. Uh, Please say hi to us there. We let you know when new shows are out, and uh, we love uh, hearing what your thoughts are on the games we've reviewed and maybe your memories of what you did with them back in the day. Uh, We also let you know when a new show's out on Twitter at Cart Command. And we appreciate every subscription we get through whatever podcasting device you're listening to us on. If you know anyone else that likes old games and likes podcasts, we think they'd like us. So let them know. Yeah. That's how we grow this wonderful fan base and crew listening to our show. But it is those folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command that make this show financially possible yeah they're they're truly the best man they are they're uh, the wind beneath my wings without their support this show wouldn't happen and you know what as long as you guys keep giving us a few dollars a month we will keep making this show so thank you thank you so very much and as always cartridge commandos game, game on, on.